Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to this championship edition of TC Live as we wrap up the ATP Finals in Turin. It is another record for Novak Djokovic. His seventh year-end championship and does it in stunning fashion. A clinical performance that continues to grow his legacy of dominance. 98 career titles to wrap up his eighth year, ending at the top of the world. When the greatest of all time almost seems like an undersell. That is the level of brilliance we are witnessing from the ageless Serbian sensation. Come on in. Great to have you here with us. Steve Weissman, Hall of Famer Jim Currier, Aussie superstar Nick Kyrgios back in the building, and, of course, the Hall of Famer Andy Roddick on the big screen. We'll send you back out to Turin for all the trophy presentations. We'll hear from Novak. We'll hear from Yannick Sinner as well. But, Andy, I want to get your immediate reaction to what you just saw. I try not to be hyperbolic on the heels of performances like we just saw, but as far as back-to-back matches with tuning Alcaraz three and two, and then coming out and doing the same thing to center today, uh, even in a career full of, you know, kind of two and three day highlights where you can say these matches were phenomenal. I don't know how Novak gets much better past making some high volleys and putting an overhead away uh, the, the last two days. It was just absurd. There's nowhere to go. And Nick and I were just talking off camera before we came on. Let's like, what do you do? You can't like invite him in and feed him high volleys. Like that's not like a realistic weakness, right? That's just something he misses every once in a while. But start to finish, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to coach against it. Where do you go? He made the adjustment from earlier in the week also. Sinner was able to create some space and get in on those forehand-to-forehand rallies on Tuesday. That didn't happen today. Novak opened up the shoulders, just kept him pinned. Sinner just couldn't get forward. There was nowhere to go. Jim, you said during the match, a 36-year-old male has never played tennis at this level. No. Has, has anyone? I mean, listen, him and Rafa and Roger at times played tennis that I thought couldn't be beaten by anybody. And, and then you just keep seeing these leapfrog moments. Uh, look, the level that he's played, it, it's never, no one's ever been better than it. I'm quite convinced of that. Uh, I did get to see Big Bill Tilden at his greatest, you know, but uh, I'm just mesmerized by his ability to take the shots that these young guys are giving him and just teach them lessons. The fact that Sinner wants to come out there and rip the cover off the ball, right? Yannick Sinner in the top eight, he's the guy who all season long hit the forehands and the backhands faster than anybody else in that group until this week. And Novak said, guess what, big boy? Here comes my forehand. It was big on on Tuesday when we played. Guess what? On Sunday, I'm taking it up a notch, and I'm not going to miss it. It was absolutely theater of the absurd. Crazy. Uh, The first time he won the ATP Finals, 2008. Now the seventh time is 2023, Nick. So, I mean, he's had this dominance for nearly two decades. And as somebody who's going to play him, Next year, probably. What are, you, what are you thinking? Yeah, he's just so consistent. And I just, I love how clinical he is. He came out this, today in, in this match and he knew what he had to adjust. You know, being more aggressive early. But he was just such a clean, 
you know, match of tennis. Like, he, his serving stats were incredible. You know, it started... To, end of the second set, I felt like the nerves, he could almost sense the finish line. And credit to Sinner. Sinner kept fighting the whole time. Obviously, positive energy towards his box, trying to get the crowd involved, doing everything he could. You know, Sinner probably made a bit too many, you know, unforced errors today. Just trying to force the issue, trying to raise the level, I think, too quickly. You're not letting the match kind of evolve the way it did, the, um, you know, previously. Um, but Novak is... He's a great... He's a goat. He's the, He's the go. It forces you to redline and do things that take you out of your comfort zone. Once again, we will head back out to Turin when that trophy presentation begins. We will hear from Novak Djokovic. Prakash is going to get his own one-on-one -on -one with Novak as well. We'll hear from Yannick Sinner, too. And Andy, for Sinner, I mean, this is a guy who's 4-0 coming into the match today. Obviously, 61 wins on the year, four more titles. Uh, what stood out to you about what he was able to accomplish this week? Well, I mean, listen, take today aside where Novak just went into, like, God mode. But Sinner, for, for five days, was beating the best players on earth and was the best player on earth for four or five days. And then Novak, you know, figured it out, was able to adjust. It's hard enough to beat Djokovic once, but then to do it twice when he can make those adjustments uh, before before the rematch was just tough. But Sinner raised his level uh, at least a level or two this year, right? He was 10, you know, 12 last year. We would talk about the potential. There were more first ball errors last year. The serve didn't have quite as much movement. Uh, wasn't as comfortable, you know, firing lines from the middle of the court. Uh, it just head and shoulders from where he was uh, a year ago, to, which which was already pretty great, uh, making his way towards the later stages of slams consistently, closing out tournaments against great players like Medvedev uh, in Vienna. If you're in his camp, you're just so excited to start off in January. Listen, put this one on the back burner. Goat is going to go. But listen, there's a lot to look forward to if you're Yannick Sinner. Yannick Sinner's made some big adjustments this year. He adjusted his service motion midseason after Roland Garros. He goes out early, brings in the, the first serve uh, with the step up, and the first serve percentage and accuracy this year was a big jump. He became a a good server and he went to a great server this season. He added that muscle last year in the offseason which allowed him to play better defense out of the corners and when you're as offensive as he is you just need to extend points and give yourself more chances to get the high percentage offense play. That's one area he made another huge jump this year bringing in the drop shot. Another thing that Alcaraz probably provoked out of the young, these younger players you see Holger Runa doing the same trying to bring in that drop shot. What's left for Yannick Sinner to improve, Nick? He's coming in a hurry right now. He's already four in the world. Yeah, I think it's just experience. You look at how calm Novak was throughout that match there. He could have gone out there and become, you know, the real villain, you know, trying to provoke the crowd. But he knew through experience he needed to just focus on his game. And I think Sinner just got the jitters a little in the middle, middle of the first set. Just too many errors. And he just never seemed settled. And I think with experience that will come, you know, this is, I think this was the first time he ever made the event as well. So, um, you know, he's just going to get better. With experience in these big matches, mm. he's going to be able to just manage his emotions a little bit. I had one thought actually just came to mind. You know, Sinner, he was level at 2-1 in this match. He, you know, played great in his first service game. Molly. Maybe the biggest unforced error he made this whole match was not challenging that oh, deuce yeah. point, right? Yeah. That may have been the single most important unforced error he made all day. <laughs> Hits a shot well, off of the back of the line, uh, doesn't challenge it, gets to break point. Novak takes it and, and is off to the races. And, of course, that won't the, happen the, next year. In 2025. I, yeah. Go ahead, Andy. I, I, would say, I would say the biggest unforced error he made was beating Runa the other day. That's yeah. actually true. <laughs> yeah, that was of the whole tournament. That's right. Loses yeah. to Runa, then he doesn't have to face Novak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, take a look at what we have here. Uh, another record for Novak Djokovic. That, that's what his goals are these days, Nick. He wants to set every single record there is and break it.
Yeah, definitely. I actually noted it down on my notes. He was definitely thinking about that record out there. You know, it's just another one to, to put aside and say, look, I'm the king. I've done it before and no one else. I'm, I'm, I stand alone. And I mean, what an achievement. You look at those names there and, and, you know, I miss Roger Federer playing so much, but we've got, a, we've got someone now that's still playing, that's breaking these records still. So it's just a blessing to have this guy still around. He does look like slowing down. Like, yeah. with this age, you'd think that his movement would start slowing down, but he's moving better than I've ever seen. He made the finals at all four majors this year, plus the final at the year-end championships. Last guy to do that was Novak no, Djokovic, Djokovic in 2015. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's insane what he's able to accomplish. Let's hear from him and Yannick Sinner as we send you back out to Torino for the trophy ceremony. Ladies and gentlemen, please show your appreciation for the runner-up, Yannick Sinner. Grazie mille a tutti e buonasera. Che dire, eh, Nole, intanto eh, con te posso parlare in italiano. <ride> e, congratulazioni per, per, questa, per questa settimana e non solo. Ha iniziato la stagione vincendo, l'ha chiusa vincendo, quindi meglio di così, ha vinto tre slam, ha vinto tanti tornei. Quindi che, che dire, sei... Um... Sei un'ispirazione un non solo per tutti quelli che, che stanno guardando ma soprattutto per i, per i giocatori che fai vedere che la professionalità che hai e soprattutto anche il tuo team che avete, che, che state dando è pazzesco, quindi complimenti anche a voi. Poi voglio ringraziare il mio team, abbiamo fatto un... Gli ultimi, gli ultimi mesi, due o tre mesi abbiamo, abbiamo fatto tante partite, ci siamo migliorati durante tutta la stagione abbiamo avuto la fortuna di giocare contro i migliori al mondo soprattutto questa, questa settimana ehm, abbiamo visto anche oggi che possiamo ancora migliorare tanto che ci dà una, un punto di riferimento importante per il futuro ma credo che possiamo guardare tanto la, 
le cose positive che abbiamo dato tutta questa stagione è stata credo che siamo partiti eh, inizio anno che ero un giocatore ora sono un altro e grazie a voi che mi, che mi fate capire tante cose Ovviamente voglio ringraziare la federazione ehm, che nel 2019 ho giocato a Milano grazie a una wild card eh, nelle next gen, non pensavo mai di essere a questo punto un po' di anni dopo qua a giocare a Torino, il, forse il torneo più, più bello dell'anno, quindi grazie mille. Eh, Ovviamente tutti, tutti i sponsor che fanno questa, questo, evento, questo evento così speciale, um, Raccata Palle, giudice di linea, um, c'è Umpire, I don't know where she is, but thank you so much for umpiring this match. And, um, e poi soprattutto grazie a voi, è stata una, una settimana... Mi avete, mi avete raccolto come, come un piccolo bambino, <ride> e, mi avete dato forza soprattutto nei momenti difficili, non solo in campo ma anche fuori al campo e, e vediamo cosa, cosa sarà l'anno prossimo. Abbiamo ancora la Coppa Davis, proviamo di far bene anche lì. E niente, non sono, non sono così bravo a parlare, quindi meglio, meglio che lascio a Nole questa parte. Grazie mille a tutti ancora, grazie davvero. Pure class, as always, from Yannick Sinner. This crowd has adored him throughout the week at the ATP Finals. Nick, Jim, Andy will be breaking down all the highlights from this match. But first, let's hear from Novak Djokovic. Ladies and gentlemen. 2023 NITO ATP Finals Champion Novak
Novak, sei per l'ottava volta il miglior giocatore del mondo nelle, e oggi per la settima volta un altro record nelle Nitto TV Finals. Hai fatto il record per la settima volta campione delle Nitto TV Finals. Non ci sono parole, penso che solo tu ci puoi dire quello che senti in questo momento. Eh, credo, credo che iniziamo in italiano, ok, proviamo almeno. Una uh, cosa dire, grazie, grazie per le belle parole, Yannick, eh, anche io devo ritornare queste belle parole a te, eh, al tuo team, eh, famiglia, congratulazioni per la bu buonissima settimana, ovviamente che non è il risultato che volevi oggi, però uh, puoi stare orgoglioso con tutto l'anno e tutto che avevi fatto questa settimana. Ti auguro, ti auguro un bel anno, prossimo anno sicuramente che stai molto molto vicino per vincere Slam e essere numero uno nel mondo. Comunque ti auguro questo. Poi dopo devo dire due o tre parole di, di mio team che ovviamente passa... Momenti, momenti buoni ma anche quei momenti mali, difficili, eh, durante il giorno, 24 ore, sono con me, pensano come possono aiutarmi per, eh, per prendere questa Coppa, anche le più grandi coppe del, del nostro sport, eh, con 36 anni, comunque le cose sono un po' <ride> differenti oggi che sono state dieci anni fa, però... Eh, Devo dire che veramente il lavoro che mettiamo, la dedicazione che, che dà, dà frutti, diciamo, dà risultati, sono orgoglioso, eh, sono molto grato per tutto il team, eh, mia famiglia, i miei bambini che mi hanno dato la forza, sempre molta gioia e serenità anche. Eh, Poi, poi devo, dire, devo dire una cosa che è veramente bellissima quest'anno, molto speciale ovviamente perché Yannick uh, come italiano ha giocato qui a Torino, a Italia, però uh, ovviamente per lui, però anche quanto uh, supporto questo sport ha in questo paese è veramente incredibile. Molto molto grazie per vostra presenza. Sia, sia a Roma internazionali o qui, eh, anche come diceva Yannick prima, per Next Gen a Milano, veramente sempre un spettacolo, eh, sempre molto, molto interesse, diciamo, molto, molto attenzione eh, per venire a guardare i migliori giocatori nel mondo e come eh, uno di questi giocatori mi sento ovviamente onorato e piacere di, di essere qui e giocare fronte di voi. few few words in English uh, just want to thank uh, you know obviously all the people who don't speak Italian and people who are watching uh, thank you for following us throughout this uh, very long season for me obviously very successful one of the most successful seasons I ever had in my, in my career uh, and I would like to thank uh, yeah all, all of the people that are part of our sport part of our ecosystem 
you know, it's a, it's a great effort to, to make this happen. We have the longest season of all sports from January to almost December. A lot of tournaments, uh, it's played around the world, so it's amazing to see this many people who are coming from around the world, coming to support tennis, and we are just blessed to be, to be part of this wonderful sport. So thank you very much once again, and hopefully see you tomorrow, uh, next year. Oh, incredible. Not only does he win a record seventh title at the ATP Finals, Rabat speaks Italian perfectly to the fans there in Torino, one of 11 languages that he speaks fluently. The man is just superhuman. 50th career ATP Finals match win. That's, oh, second all-time. He's got something else to go for, Nick. Uh, remains the top-ranked player for the 400th week on Monday. Actually, first time since 2016 that the world number one, Jim, wins the ATP Finals. Yeah, I mean, we're running out of words to describe him. Maybe we need to learn some more languages so we yeah. can mix it up a little bit. But uh, <laughs> he had a point to prove that the young guns came for him this week. Holger Runa played him tough. Sinner got the win in the round robin. Alcaraz tried to match the level he'd, he'd shown against him in Cincinnati and wasn't able to do it and got uh, drilled pretty badly. And Djokovic, again, stands supreme. We've been trying to figure out, you know, best seasons. This is certainly among them. He's probably had three or four uh, as good as this one, and that's saying something, because any one of these seasons is a Hall of Fame career in and of itself. 2011 was special. 2015 was off the charts, Andy. But to do it at 36, I don't know if that makes this even better. Well, what's like weird for mortals uh, like us, right, is, is is we're looking for something. Normally at this stage in the career, it's okay, he's not as good as he once was, but like he can still win majors, right? So that he's still going to get a look at the basket. He's as dominant as he's ever been, start to finish. And he, he, it seems like he gets better uh, when he needs to, right? Kind of we, we, people were playing him tough during the round robin segment of this. And then he gets to the semis and finals and goes three and two and three and three. Like those are score lines that you put in like a 12 and under tournament when you're really good playing against the other kids from like your state, right? Like this is this, but this is against the best two players in the world, you know, for the last couple months. It's just absurd what he's able to do. I, I agree with Jim completely. We've run out of superlatives, and now we're just trying to find anything that shows actual signs of him being 36, right? Because no part of his game translates to that number uh, as it currently stands. What do you make of that, Nick? The fact that the last two matches, a guy he's 16 years older than, nearly 15 years older than, routines them. Yeah, I think the first time he won the event, Alcaraz was five. So that just shows the longevity of, you know, how good he is. But what's going to surprise me is watching him next week at the Davis Cup. He's probably going to be playing. You know, I'm going to see, you know, is he, how's he feeling? But he's going to look fresh and he's going to probably carry his country to win the whole thing. So, look, let's just, let's just really take it in while we still have him. You know, I think that's what we do sometimes. We take it for granted. You know, Roger is finally gone. Rafa's starting to, you know, deal with his injuries. So while he's here, let's really embrace it. And let's not do the comparison game too much. Let's just really, um, you know, just sit back and watch. And, and you wonder if some of these young guys can learn from him the way that he learned from Roger and from Rafa and filled in all the holes in his game and became the the, the complete player that he is. You wonder if the, the sinners and the Alcarazes, and I, I suspect it's true, they're all trying to get to this nearly godlike level of tennis that he's found. And he's an inspiration. They're getting to test themselves in real time with them. But he will, at some stage, exit stage left. And there will be a lot of open playing field for them to try and establish what he's done, which is dominance for a long, long time. But he's certainly 
It's amazing that he came in at a time when it seemed like it was very difficult to get past Federer. And he somehow found a way to not just get past him, get past Nadal and be the dominant player for the past decade or more. Really ridiculous when you think about it. And continue it into the next generation against guys like Alcaraz and Sinner. All right, let's take you through what happened this week for Novak Djokovic. Back less than a week ago, uh, these two played each other, Sinner and Djokovic. Yannick Sinner got his first ever win against Novak. Remember back in 2004, Roger Federer was 0-3 against Andre Agassi. Beat him twice to win the year-end championship. So Sinner hoping to do the same in front of his home crowd, Andy. And we'll take you set by set in this one. Djokovic just absolutely dialed in from the start. Yeah, he was focused yesterday against Alcaraz. We're saying, like, I don't know how he can play much better. But, listen, he really opened up the shoulders and the forehand today. Found another two or three feet of depth on all forehands. Sinner wasn't able to kind of cut the corner on the forehand cross court and kind of take that ball line and transition in. That's the biggest adjustment uh, beyond just executing a little bit better uh, that Novak was able to make. He just couldn't get inside the court today. And so started trying to force from positioning two, three feet behind the baseline. Like here, just trying to square peg round hole a little bit. Just couldn't get inside the court with the depth that Novak was creating today. And obviously trying to pinch balls into, you know, the, those lines and those corners uh, into tight spaces uh, just becomes tougher and tougher. Nick said it earlier this week, the court just becomes so small against Novak. Where do you go? The forehand is opening up the shoulders. The backhand, he can switch directions at will. And oh, by the way, you're no longer getting looks uh, in his service games because he's dominant uh, on serve, serving over 70% and getting some tail away. It's just, I, I don't know where you go or what you do. So these are the overall match stats with 13 aces, and that's something that he's been able to do this week as well. I mean, more than 50 aces. That's the most he's had in any event other than a Grand Slam combined, but specifically in that first set, Jim, and you pointed it out during the broadcast, the miles per hour on that forehand, yes. 85, and he wasn't missing. Yes. So we saw him at this year's Australian Open hit his forehand bigger than we would normally see it, but that was out of the necessity of his leg was injured, and he couldn't defend the way he normally wanted to out of his backhand corner, so he decided to go nuclear on the forehand and, and not play defense, and that, he rode that all the way to his 10th Australian Open title. Here, he's moving like a champ that we know he is. He just d decided he needed to try and match the firepower of Yannick Sinner, which he more than matched. He actually not only exceeded his normal, he suppressed Sinner's forehand with the speed and the depth of his shot, so it was a two-fold win for him. And he didn't lose any accuracy. And that's the thing that, that boggles my mind. When I think about trying to lift a level of tennis against uh, one of the great players on the other side of the net, and you take more risk and you don't make any more unforced errors, I, I just don't know how to do that, which is why I'm talking about it instead of doing it these days. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, what Jim said is, is, is correct. You know, the, his ability to change his game style to who he's playing down the other side. He plays big servers. He makes returns. He's, he knows that Sinner's going to be trying to play aggressive, so he changes his court position. And he's not someone that wants to be super aggressive all the time, Novak. He wants to play back and, you know, he wants to make a lot of balls. And today he looked like the aggressor from the get-go. I think Sinner had one chance where he came forward, didn't go well for him, and he barely came in again. And I think Novak noticed that and then, you know, kept ramping up his forehand. But, I mean, the depth of return today off Novak, you know, first serve returns was incredible. Sinner was bombing serves, 210, 215 to corners. Novak bunting it back on the line. It was just hard for Sinner to get anything going. But, again, I think Alcaraz and Sinner, these guys, they, they've got to be confident, you know, moving forward. They can't hang their head. I know Alcaraz says, I'm not at that level yet. But you beat him in a Wimbledon final, relax, champion. You know what I mean? Like, they're all at that level. They're going to be a bit nice to themselves again. And it's just Novak.
Yeah, especially on this indoor hard court. So we, we've got the depth of return, Andy. We've obviously got the speed on the forehand. But how about the serve? He only lost two points on his serve in that first set. Yeah, and this court does, does his serve a lot of favors also. What Novak's improved also, back when I used to play him before he was kind of prime Novak, even his wide serve tended to just be hit wide, but it didn't really have that like late movement on it, right? So you could kind of square up the return uh, a little bit better. As you're seeing him specifically on the one uh, on the ad side where he's serving to the other person's forehand, he kind of starts it and lands a little short on the box. And then it's just constant tail. So you're moving this way. You know that you have to firm up the return. And if you don't, that he's all over you. But it forces you to kind of even up the risk profile on a first serve return. Uh, it's a little absurd. And then on a fast court like this, obviously, his he, you know, he kind of likes to slide that second serve in at 110. I think that's maybe his favorite. And then the bunny kick becomes a little better because he has the threat of being able to run that serve in on the body. So, uh, again, it's just like... You, you, you don't have a lot of answers, uh, and you have a lot of questions, unfortunately. What do you do? All right, let's continue the theater of the absurd, taking you into the second set, Jim. Well, it didn't get any easier for Sinner Djokovic. I think he made his first 13 first serves in the second set, and he was all over Sinner's serve. Triple break point in the first game, just moving the Italian side to side. Eventually, the slice misses, and Novak is off and running and just relentless serving. But it got a little bit complicated at this point of the set, Nick. This is where Novak got a little bit tight, made some mistakes. Center had some chances. Yeah, it was two times. I think Novak was down love 30, trying to close his match out. And I don't think he gets enough credit today of how mentally composed he was. You know, it was becoming a bit of a circus in there. The crowd was cheering, really wanted Sinner. I missed a couple sitters. And Novak just, you know, dialed in, looked at his box, took a couple deep breaths and just composed himself and got back. And... It got tricky here. He started missing some easy volleys, you know, that under 12 people would make. And then, you know, he just steadied the ship. And that was it. Yeah, Sinner did have a couple of breakpoint chances and wasn't able to get into those rallies and really put Novak under pressure. Novak survives a long service game and then is able to get to match point. And Sinner, whose serve has been so fantastic all season long, it lets him down with a double fault. Unfortunate ending there for Yannick Sinner, but uh, for Novak Djokovic, he's spoken about his kids being there, being an inspiration. That was cool to see throughout this week. And then seven times lifting that gorgeous piece of hardware. Andy, uh, when you look at these numbers, what, what impresses you the most? Novak's going to be tough to beat on a fast court when he's serving 70% first serves. It's like, where do you get your chance? Uh, aces to double faults, 13 to zero. We also like... Forget that Novak had, he struggled with his second serve for like large parts of a couple of years. And now you see this serving stat line where it's 13 aces, zero double faults. And you don't even feel like there's a hint of a threat uh, of a double fault. Like early in his career, the elbow would kind of drop and he would kind of just kind of throw grenades a little bit sometimes and just get the point started. That's no longer the case. It's just a guy that has been incredibly committed to his craft for the past 17 years and just finds new things to improve on. He's going to think of something in the next four weeks to get better about, you know, before he goes to Australia. It's just frightening. And, you know, props for for kind of taking weaknesses. The physicality used to be a weakness, right? You get him on a hot day and extend points, and you're like, okay, he might not be able to go the distance. He retired against me one time at the Aussie Open because it was, like, super hot out. That's not even, like, a real realistic situation anymore, right? The guy has taken tons of weaknesses and converted them into strengths over the course of time. It's just incredibly impressive. Elite at every single level. And talk about that physicality, Nick, as we take a look at the road to this championship for Novak Djokovic. 
And there were some battles. First three matches were three sets. Yeah, it was an incredibly tough group. And, um, you know, he had those three set battles. And then he had a bit of a, you know, was out of his hands for a little bit. He was fair chance that he wasn't going to make it. Ended up making it to the semifinals. Then he left nothing to chance. He gave, you know, two of the best players in the world, you know, five, six games each. So, I mean... He's just going to be so incredibly happy with this week. Obviously, a great paycheck for him too. But moving forward, he's going to look at that as confidence into Davis Cup. And then he's thinking about the major in Australian Open. You know that he's just want to add to that tally. So these are all good habits for him. You know, at the end of the year, he's going to, you know, sit back with his family, reset, and then go again for Oz Open. Yeah, he's got the Davis Cup next week. Then he gets about a month off. He is on Serbia's team for the United Cup. So he'll be in Perth spearheading their chances to get the season started there in that mixed team event. So he's going to come out of the blocks straight away in Australia, ready to go and ready to create more history. And, oh, wait, by the way, also ready to quiet the crowds. He seemed yeah. to really, really enjoy that this season a lot. He really um, paid attention to the crowds cheering his mistakes and made them pay for it ultimately with wins. I did think today his emotional stability yeah. was a huge factor. I mean, he, he, was, he knew what he was going to go up against, and he was ready for it. Yeah, definitely. Even when the spider cam was moving and I said to Jim, I think that's an Italian tactic to get him, you know, throw him <laughs> off a little bit. But he was really good. But, you know, I know that in the past he's, you know, sort of succumbed to the crowd and he was just really good. As you said, the mental stability, I think, was key for him today as well. No way to get him on any level, Andy. And we look forward to next year and that's 25 that he's gunning for right now to break all of the all-time records, men and women. Yeah, and it's so weird because you'll look at, like, title tallies for players that are unbelievable, and that's, to me, what makes these numbers so incredible, right? Like, there are Hall of Fame players who don't win 25 tournaments, right, much less 25 majors. It is absolutely absurd, especially when you compare it to generations past. They've completely changed the narrative around, like, a successful career. I remember a couple of years ago, before Alcaraz won his first, you know, he was the hot prospect, and people are going, wow, is he going to be great? Is he gonna, He's going to win 10 majors, right? I'm like, that's insane. That's more than, like, a Connors, <laughs> a McEnroe, uh, like, uh, you know, a Courier, uh, an Agassi. It, it's like the, these icons of our sport haven't won 10 majors, and these three guys and Novak leading the way have completely – uh, reset the conversation in a completely irrational way. As Nick said, just, just soak it all in. We just need to yeah. soak it all in, be appreciative, be grateful the fact that we are able to witness this greatness. Coming up on TC Live, Prakash will have his one-on-one -on -one interview with Novak Djokovic. And we are looking forward to seeing more of our own Caroline Wozniacki back on the court next year, but she was enjoying another sport last night. We'll tell you about that. The doubles champions of 2023 have been crowned in Turin. Highlights next. Two Americans ending up on top. We will explain. Don't go anywhere. It's TC Live on a championship Sunday. Andy, Jim, Nick, Steve, back on TC Live. We are proud to present the next-gen finals here on Tennis Channel, November 28th to December 2nd. Sinners won this. Alcaraz has won this. And we've got Arthur Feast leading the way. And how about Alex Mickelson, now a top 100 player, Jim? Yep, had a, had a nice run this year, the win in Newport, and some good challenger results. Good to see him. The youngest team in the top 100 has the red, white, and blue next to him. Live on Tennis Channel, I'll be joined by Prakash and Chris Eubanks on TC Live that week. Big Banks back in the house. All right, doubles action. Rajiv Ram, Joe Salisbury, first team to reach three consecutive year-end championships since the Woodies in 1994, Andy, taking on Marcel Grenoliers and Horatio Zabayos. 
Curios is the resident expert on this event. He, he's predicted Ramsbury the entire way. He knows what's up. They came out and were dominant start to finish. A lot of momentum. They, these guys stick in their returns. Ram hitting good returns. It seems like they always cover well with movement. That cross didn't work for Ram. Salisbury read it, but yet was able to recover. Hit the volley. Not an easy volley from three feet behind the service line. Uh, ended up in a thing. And then Ram all week has just been unbelievable. Salisbury with the quick hands and net on break point. Right there. They know they're in with a shot. Rampress. Let's close it out. Let's take a break. It's been a long year. Let's go on vacation. Maybe not together, but we did this together. Back-to-back -back titles for Ramsbury. Tenth straight win in turn. First back-to-back -back champs since Henry Condon, John Pierce back in 2017. They're the last five champions at the ATP Finals. Ram, Salisbury. And by the way, Rams win helps another American gym. Austin Krychek now with Ivan Dodig finishes year in number one. Yeah, yeah, big big day for the Americans. It, they needed Ram and Salisbury to, to win from the semis on for Dodig and Krychek to finish year in number one, which is a massive achievement. So uh, great news all around for the American double squad. And I like Andy's suggestion to, to take a separate vacation. Good idea. Come back fresh <laughs> for the new year. <laughs> big win for college tennis as well. That's a former Illinois star, former Memphis star teaming up to win back-to-back. Novak Djokovic, 4.4 million reasons to give those smooches away. Prakash with his one-on-one -on -one with the champ. Nole, what can I say? You stand alone yet again, number seven here. You continue to distance yourself from the legends of our sport. Where do you look to be able to dig like this time and time again when you have all the records? I look for forward, you know, what's in front of me, always the next challenge, what's the next thing coming up. Um, I try to give my best, you know, every single moment of the day, not really just on the practice courts or gym or, or matches. I really, you know, try to be as professional as you can be in every sense of that word. So I think that, you know, gives me a lot of benefits, a lot of great results. Uh, but I, you know, know that this is not an individual effort it's a team effort a lot of different circumstances they have to come together family private life you know support of the great team of experts around me everyone you know knows exactly what they need to do in order for me to perform at my best in the biggest events and that's what what we've done this year you know we we had um, basically four out of five biggest titles in in sport uh, and, and another finals in Wimbledon so couldn't be happier. It's one of my greatest seasons ever in my career. So, you know, I'm just blessed to be here. Mm. Uh, another spectacular season. And I love the way he says, you know, he stays in the present, looking forward to what the next challenge is. And that's how he continues this greatness. The guy's a seeker. He always really has been try kind of curious about what's out there, what's available to keep getting better. It's why you see him hanging around with so many of the greats in all the other sports, too. He's picking their brains. It's not just hanging out because they're celebrities. He actually wants to know from Tom Brady, how did you do it for so long? And, uh, and uh, Novak is probably sharing that advice with others as well, I would expect. I mean, easier said than done. I mean, if I won the Tour Finals had that year, I'd probably, I'd probably retire, to be honest. So he just says he's looking forward to next week. And only some athletes have that drive. Um, and not enough credit's given to, to him with that. He's always talked about the Mamba mentality. He was very close with Kobe Bryant right. as well, Andy. And he also mentioned in that interview, his son is closer in age to Carlos Alcaraz than he is. 
<laughs> yeah, but it, it, I'm telling you, I'm looking for like you. You you see a side by side, even the greats eventually, right? You do a side by side of what they look like ten years earlier versus what they look like later on in their career, and it looks a little stiffer, right? Like you're a little more upright. It's not as fluid as it once was with Novak. It looks the same. Like with the eye test, it looks the same as it did, if not better, uh, you know, however many years ago. Uh, you know, you just don't see him slowing down. And hey, listen, we're, we're an audience that's looking for it, right? It's like, how long can he actually go and, and perform uh, at this level? But there's not too much runway left for him, right? Uh, everything is in the rear view. He wants that all-time titles number that Connors has. That's what's going to drive him throughout the next couple of years. And he's, he's hot on that trail. I've said he's the, the greatest athlete on the planet right now. What, what do you think? I agree. You know, with tennis, you know, different time zones, different diet, different conditions every week. And the adaptability that he's brought is insane. You know, other sports, you know, say the NBA, you know, you're, you're in the same country for, for the whole season where Novak's, you know, he's in through Asia, he's through Europe, he's through America. It's, 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 that's what doesn't get enough credit. And he's able to just perform at the peak consistently and... That's tennis. I mean, that's got to take. That's got to, you know, be taken into consideration. Well, and you also think about in tennis. Unlike team sports, you can't get a little more bench time and rest mm. time if you're tired. You always have the ball out there. You're always responsible. It's year round. It's physical, and he's got newcomers coming at him at all times. Uh, it'd be hard to argue someone is better uh, than than he is athletically right now. I'm sure you could put some other athletes in that discussion, but I don't think you can elevate anyone over him in any sport right now, especially given that he's got to be there every single moment of every single match. The mental part of it, the physical part of it, the everything. I don't know. I, I just think he's one of one right now. As we enter the social net, and a lot of folks were in Vegas last night, including Tennis Channel's own Caroline Wozniacki, hanging out in the uh, Ferrari paddock. Takes more time to get those boots on than it does to change tires, that's for sure. <laughs> Promise you that. <laughs> yeah, listen, this is, it's always fun this time of year, seeing what people choose to do uh, with their off-season. I'm still waiting for the influx of Maldives photos. I haven't seen a ton They've yet, started. but I know they're coming. That's all, they have good. Yep. Good. I was worried uh, for a second, but good to see people out and about, having a good Nick, time, maybe taking a little yeah. bit of a mental break. Uh, before the next season starts. Nick, what's your view on her husband, David Lee? Oh, I love David Lee. I've actually played some hoops with him as well um, in Melbourne. It was pretty funny one year. Wozniacki was going pretty far in the tournament, and we were live scoring all my boys. I'd lost early, and I was like, every time she won, we were going crazy because David Lee stayed another day. We were hooping with him another day. Now he's awesome. He was telling us stories. But, um, yeah, I'm always a fan of her because when she's around, David Lee's around. <laughs> What's the best story? <laughs> oh, he, he, he dunked on me. You know, I've scored on him too. So, no, nah, he's awesome. Yeah, I, I know that Caroline and, and uh, David are friends of Toto Wolf. They actually live in the same apartment building in Monte Carlo for some of the years. So they're familiar. But it looks like they're in the Ferrari uh, hangar, if I'm looking at that right. Yeah. But in any case, big fans, Formula One. And it's going to be great to see Caro back on court trying to go for another Australian Open title in January. Absolutely. Uh, Sloan Stevens was there last night. Taylor Fritz was there. Tommy Paul was there. Were you getting a text, Nick? Um, I haven't watched F1 okay. at all. Um, you know, I respect the, respect the sport a lot, and I've been invited a couple times, but you'll see me at the NBA games. I figured you and Danny Ricardo would be boys. Seems like yeah. a guy like you, you'd get along okay. Yeah, probably. Um, I just, I've never been to them. Undisputed goat, in my opinion. What a player. Could have given me that Wimbledon final. Would have been nice. 
Ash Barty, one of Australia's tennis legends, icon, everyone looks up for her back home, legend. Raphael Nadal, as you can see, he's on the clay there, so he's the king of clay, one of the greatest of all time, one of the best competitors to ever do it, incredible. Serena Williams, arguably in the GOAT conversation as well, probably right there. Um, I played mixed doubles with her, she was very bossy on the court, I mean, confident, and I had to listen to her. I guess Roger Federer, he's the guy that you would play in every tennis virtual game at the end in the white vest that you could never be on par. Um, he's the reason why every single tennis player picks up a run. So, yeah, he's the king. While the champions here at the studios, Tennis Channel, uh, Nick taking us behind the scenes, first week on the job. Well done there, by the Thanks. way. Uh, and, and the shorts. You, I mean, you didn't wear those on set ever. But I mean, next time I will. Okay, you finally got your rundown in front of you. Yep, it helps. It helps. <laughs> he, he, all, he, he just taught us that uh, bossy is the same as confident, so that's synonymous, right? I mean, she was, look, she chose to serve first in the mixed doubles, and I, I, that's the one thing that I feel like I'm better at most people in the world. She's like, I'm serving first. I was like, all right, you're bossy. Come on. I'm did serving she, two 20s, and she's did, like, did she hold? I'm pretty sure we got broken. <laughs> no, no, I can't remember, but she did serve first. That, that was the IPTL yeah, it was. back in the day? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. We got smoked. We lost 6-1. I, I didn't know what to do. She was doing everything, and I was like, all right, I don't know what to do. It was, it was hard. Okay. <laughs> So that was the, the first and last mixed dubs. Although I played with Venus at Wimbledon, we won a round, okay. which, was, which was good, but then I had to pull out because I tore my ab. But yeah, I think Venus was the easiest sister to play with. Who would you want to play mixed doubles with in the future? Like, is there any woman right now that you'd be excited to play with? Um, I think a cool one would have been Ash Barty. You know, to do that in Australia at some stage would have been pretty good. And she's obviously amazing at doubles and good volleys. But now, uh, I'm not too sure, to okay. be honest, yeah. People love reach out to you yeah a lot of people yeah i've played with bianca recently and that, that was a lot of fun so yeah may, maybe maybe later down the track right. maybe, maybe ash will make a, another comeback to, to play mixed with nick uh every day nick we've been getting a question from one of our tennis channel staff yeah. today it is spencer bruno our graphics coordinator he wants to know are you aware there is a collectible figure figurine of you this right here yeah and uh what, what do you think of the likeness yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. Back in my day when I used to wear short shorts, I didn't have quite the pins of uh, Holger Rune. But, um, you know, I had a little blonde streak going, my eyebrows done. They're pretty cool. I've seen them. I've signed thousands of them over the last couple of years. That's pretty cool, though. Pretty cool. Little pop. Andy, do you think that looks like Nick? I think that's the laziest attempt at a doll for someone that I've ever seen in my life. I don't know who that looks like. Yeah, I guess I guess they had to put the racket in there with the Yonex. That's maybe 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 context clues are good, but it's kind of just a blob with a beard, though, isn't it, Nick? <laughs> I mean, back in the day when I had the blonde streak, it kind of looks like me, just a little bit. You know what that looks like to me? Ugh. A bag of cash for Kyrgios. That's cash what it looks like. Money. <laughs> That's what that looks like to me. An ATM machine just printing money for you. Yeah. Put me on. Yeah, this he's, one. he's not. <laughs> he's, he's not. He's not. He's not allowed to say it looks bad because he's probably getting money from it. I'll say it. That, oh, that looks bad. I'll you say think, it. I'll say it. I'll say it. Probably getting money that's, for it? That's, oh, a, that's a lazy that's a lazy attempt. I'll say it. He can't say it. I'll say it. Are those things still being made? Yeah, they are. Okay. They are. Yeah. Yep. All right. They are. I'll have to get one of those. Okay. Had more Fonini vibes for me. <laughs> you had some of those. But look, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's all about the eyebrows. Yeah. Shave yeah. the eyebrows. I've got to bring back the little blonde. No. Oh, I mean, that's savage right there. That <laughs> We're going to make our Aussie <laughs> Open picks when we come back here on TC Live. <laughs>
Courier, Kyrgios, Roddick, Weissman, Batchko, and TC Live on a championship Sunday. We get a trifecta of hot shots. Jim, let's start with you. Yeah, this was from the round-robin match where Cinder would eventually win the match. And look at that sliding pass. Outrageous mirror image for Novak. This is a shot he basically invented. Let people know it was possible. Cinder beats him with his own style. Fantastic level from Cinder. I just wasn't able to match it today in the finals, but even Djokovic knows you got to applaud that. All right, Nick, for you, we've got a backhand from Sasha Zverev. Yeah, one of the best shots in the world. You know, that's Zverev's favorite shot. And here, against no easy opponent, the young Alcaraz. And, I mean, he hits that shot so well, Zverev. I think that was a mirror image of what he hit against Novak to win the whole event a couple of years ago. But that's the side you're always going to be wary of. He can pull out winners from any single direction. Just catches the outside so. of the line. I mean, that's pinpoint. You cannot Can't place it. that ball better. Can't hit a better shot than that. Absolutely on a dime. Against someone like Alcaraz, who's good at the net as well. And that's fantastic. Mm. <laughs> All right, Andy, last one. Uh, of course, we gave you Chucky Chuckster. The old Chuckster in full flight again this week. You love to see it. The move make, movement on full display, pumping forehands again, letting that grunt get a little bit louder, bringing Medvedev in, and then sticking one deep into the corner. And I think this is the one where the shot was amazing. But if I tried to slide on two feet on a hardcore, even if it was in my front driveway, like that at the end, can we get it? Can we get one more? There we go. That's the one we need there, Steve. But watch this finish. And the slide on two feet afterwards for good measure. I don't know how that happens. I would fall if I did it in my front driveway. But Chucky Alcaraz can do it and be in perfect balance and then kind of give that little look over to the box that we all love. It, it was the sniff for me. Like, do you smell what Carlitos is cooking? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we've got our FanDuel match preview. The odds are out for the 2024 Australian Open. Guess who the 10-time champ is... Uh, Leading the way, plus 110. Then Alcaraz, Medvedev, Sinner, Rafa in there. We don't know if he's playing, but uh, he, he's, he's got good odds there. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to start making every moment more. So we've seen the odds, Andy. Not only that, we've heard Novak Djokovic say he, he's always looking forward. So what he's looking forward to beyond Davis Cup is trying to get another title at the Australian Open, which would be number 25 overall. Who do you have winning the AO next year? This is my boring prediction again, Steve. I'll do I'll, I'll just, I'm just going to keep doing it because I, I said yesterday and I said three days ago that I'm just not going to bet against Novak Djokovic. I, listen, that doesn't mean I don't believe someone else has a chance, but I will not put my money... Uh, against Novak Djokovic and certainly haven't changed my mind after the last couple days and, and what we saw against Alcaraz in center. I go no leg. Betting against Novak in Australia has become almost the equivalent of, of betting against Rafa at Roland Garros. Rafa 14 times on the dirt in Australia. It's 10 times for, for Novak and he didn't show us anything today or this week that's going to dissuade, I think, any of us from thinking that. Yeah, boring prediction from me. Um, I'll take Novak as well. I just think he's so comfortable in Australia, and after last year, he was basically untouchable as well. And look, no, no sign of slowing down, so I'll go Novak as well. Steve, what you got? Yeah, can't, can't do it. Can't bet against him. Can't, we, we had a clean sweep on today's match. Yeah. We're going clean sweep for the AO. Yep. 
right. Novak. Novak for another one. I mean, it's until somebody proves different yep. there, it's really the only thing you can say. Uh, Nick, it has been awesome having you here all week long, talking on TC Live, obviously calling the matches. You've absolutely killed it. Uh, it's been a pleasure, man. It's been fun, and hopefully you guys will have me again. I just want to thank everyone here, you guys, uh, Jim, Steve, Andy, Brett, and the whole Tennis Channel, tennis channel crew. I'll be here again, if you allow me. You're always welcome. I didn't break too many rules, did I? No, he didn't break any rules. <laughs> didn't break I mean, too many rules? On commercial breaks, a couple. But not, nothing that anyone heard. <laughs> Andy, your, your instant analysis of first week of NK. Listen, it's been awesome, and I, I, I know I'm in the minority here, but I don't want to see him back at this tennis channel desk anytime soon because I'd rather see him on court uh, doing his thing, you know, pissing people off uh, left, <laughs> right, and center, being, being, the, being the human highlight show. This, the, the, the tennis version of Nick, you know, the, the on-camera one, I want to let the beast out. This is a little too tame. Mood. I need to. I need. To, <laughs> I need I, we, we, we need to see the beast again. That's it. I, I've loved working with you, Nick. I wish you health. Uh, going forward, and uh, we're, we're always happy when you're on the court. The desk is fine. We want to see you on the court. Yeah, you got to second that. The full Monty uh, uh, of Kyrgios. Biggest thing you learned this week? Um, I don't know. I didn't learn Marie, much. Marie, <laughs> Marie, <laughs> Marie, <laughs> Marie, <laughs> Marie, nice place. Yeah, no, yeah. LA. I mean, look, the setup here is amazing. So, look, I'll come back for a bit, and then I'll, I'll be back right here. You learned to get a rundown on yes. your last show. You finally get to see which way we're going on yeah. the show. So. Preparation is everything. Yeah. And you heard about notes. the TC bump. So, you know. Major titles yeah. in the future for, for Nick. We've got live pickleball coming up next. The Hertz Gold Cup from Daytona Beach. Pickleball owner right there, Nick Kyrgios. Been a spectacular ATP finals. Once again, Novak Djokovic, greatest of all time and getting better. It's scary for Nick, Jim, Andy, Brett, our entire team. I'm Steve. Thank you so much for joining us on TC Live.